Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lisa. Hey, Nat. How are we? Going really good. We are nearing the end of the year. Can you believe it? Yes, and I was just thinking this morning about um, I need to get cracking on some shopping and getting that out of the way. I'd love to get it done sooner rather than later, right? Oh, I know. I always think that too. I just I can't think about Christmas, actually, I must say. <laughs> I know it's um I've, I've noticed Christmas decorations they just seem to be going up earlier and earlier and I in past years they've created such angst for me I have to say around um the the do's and the shoulds and what I need to be doing and so this year it's just like oh that's a nice Christmas decoration I'm looking at them in a very different light just trying to be quite um quite smooth and um uh thoughtful around what they do for me and and i think a lot of women talk about it being the same thing as well Mm, absolutely and i think too there's added pressure as well that comes with this time of life and as we're going through menopause uh or life changes there really is a bit of an impact a greater impact, I think, when we come into times of stress, external stresses, such as Christmas as well. And it can absolutely exacerbate symptoms and and make things feel a lot worse too. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And um, because, you know, you're, and you and I know that, and it happens to ourselves, right, too, but we speak to lots of women that are running on, you know, eight instead of four cylinders all through the year. And then Christmas just makes it so much worse. And and looking on the flip side, <clears throat> Christmas should be, you know, it should be reflecting on the year that was, happy time with family. Um, and, I, you know, it's, hope, you know, hopefully the same for a lot of people, but it just becomes so much more magnified from a stress point of view and can really be a tipping point for a lot of people around some of the symptoms that they may be feeling through the year and just you know we always talk about how stress just trumps everything don't we so if you haven't been feeling great or haven't been running your life great then you have these extra stresses coming in it can really just you know make such a big difference again Mm, so true and of course this episode isn't about Christmas because it is only early November (laughs) But we're seeing Christmas parties and things going on already. And I think what we wanted to talk about today was really some of the conversations that we've been having with women recently has been about um, not knowing that they've been in perimenopause or not Mm. recognising their symptoms as possibly being um, perimenopause until we've had a conversation with them. This has come up a little bit, hasn't it, Lise, particularly in the last week or two? Yeah, and I think it actually came up in our episode with Penny Lacasso recently, and she just didn't really know that she was in perimenopause um, until some of these, you know, I think from memory, even just having an alcoholic drink uh, was just like she couldn't really process them quite as well as what she had previously. So it's really important, I think, and, and I, we talk about being aware of the whispers and we talked a lot at length about it in that episode, and it, it is really, really relevant. 
For sure. And if we can touch on that alcohol element too, particularly as we're coming into this phase of, or this time of year rather, that there are more parties and there are more social events that are happening too. And no doubt, I'm sure that women might start to recognize some of the impacts of alcohol and Mm. and hopefully maybe be a little bit more aware of the way or the role that um, alcohol plays in how women are feeling, right? Yeah, it can, you know, whether, you know, I'm, not, I'm hoping that a lot of our listeners aren't feeling the pressure to to join in and have an alcoholic drink when maybe they may not want to. And um, I know myself, my own alcohol consumption has, uh, I was never a big drinker anyway, but it has very much changed over the last few years. But there is, you know, there's more alcohol flowing at this time of the year. And, and I, I would encourage you to seek out some other options. Um, you know, I turned up to the friend's house the other day with my soda water, a grapefruit cordial, an elderflower cordial armed with lots of lime and and they gave me the ice and I had some beautiful non-alcoholic drinks happening, right? And everyone was quite intrigued as to what that looks like. So yeah, look, really be aware of it. And our bodies at this time of our lives in perimenopause and beyond will process alcohol a whole lot differently to the years before. And um, it can make you feel really ordinary. And I often used to say, you know, when I was I had had a drink, uh, I felt like I was hit by a bus the next morning. So it can really make you feel quite terrible. And it really leads in beautifully to today's episode where we wanted to just plant the seed around being your own uh, health coach or your own Mm. menopause coach and just being aware of um, some of the things that you can bring to your mind to be proactive in supporting yourself and being aware of your energy levels, being aware of triggers, whether they're emotional triggers or whether, whether they're external triggers such as social gatherings or alcohol and get you really thinking about that it's within your choice that we all have the ability to understand a little bit more about what we're going through. Again, we hear and we continue to hear uh, women seeking um, health advice or information from doctors and not getting that information or or getting those knockbacks that, no, you're not in perimenopause or, no, don't be silly, it's not this or it's not that. And that is leaving women confused and mainly because a lot of the women are still getting periods, which we've heard. Mm. Um, they're not experiencing those changes. And there's just some subtle things happening. And we often talk about that the greatest learning that you can have is the learning about yourself. I truly believe, and we've spoken before, that all women, from the moment they get uh, a menstrual period, we should be tracking our cycle and tracking our energy levels and the changes that we experience. But I think without a shadow of a doubt, as we come into our 40s, we really need to start charting and um, tracking the changes that we're experiencing. And we wanted to provide you with some journal prompters or some check-ins that you could do on a daily basis that are really intrinsically focused because yes we can look external and we can see the things happening externally but really taking an opportunity and and five minutes whether that's in the morning or the evening just to mindfully connect with your energy levels with your thoughts with your moods um, and simply the way that you're feeling about whether it's in the morning your day ahead or how you're feeling about the day that was yeah, and I think and sometimes it's interesting because sometimes you may not actually get the answer that you think that you might as well, and that can be a real awakening. And because that that answer can keep coming back at you, and we tend to shrug off that, oh no, it can't possibly be that answer. So be really aware of what comes back, and often 
you know, and we talk about gut feelings as well and really trust your gut and know that that's, yep, that is the right answer. And maybe it's just changing the thinking about how you, how you approach your life that day, that week, that month or moving forward. Very true. And can I just add to one thing that has come up as well is the wanting to fix things, wanting to fix our symptoms, wanting to fix our, our menopause. And this is a really great way, and I want you to flip your perspective a little bit. This is a really great way to start thinking about how you can fix, in inverted commas, way that you're feeling because we can't make changes until we recognize what it is that we're feeling whether that's physically mentally emotionally or spiritually and this is a great stepping forward to that yeah such a good point Nat and and sometimes we can't fix either can we and it's just being accepting of that feeling it's like okay I'm just going to go with it it's like it's like having a hot flush I know that it's happening I'm just going to go with it and we've seen a lot in the press this week um, around uh, a, a very prominent TV interview and I can't remember the lady's name and she was having a hot flush and she's just gone with it and I thought she was and I was going to say brave but it's not brave it's just that she was just putting it out there and just saying this is the realness of it and it doesn't always happen the way you think that it's going to happen. So can I share with you some journal prompters that uh, you could take away for your day and okay. if you like you might want to do the journaling whilst we share the questions perhaps you want to stop them as as we or stop the episode as we share each question But the very simple first question that you can ask yourself is how are you feeling right now? Super simple question. Mm. One that we very often do not check in with because we are often in the go, 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 doing, doing, busy, busy mode, but just stopping and saying, how am I feeling right now? And I think sometimes the answer can be one that you don't want to hear. So you just ignore it. Very true. And I think as you said before, Lise, this is your opportunity to be completely honest with yourself, check in with your gut and your intuition and your heart, maybe leave your your head and your mind aside for a moment and just check in really deeply with what it is that you're feeling right now. And that would I be correct in saying the inner critic can be a real negative here around that check in as well? Very true. Yeah. The other great question is what feels easy or what feels hard? Lots to ponder. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just thinking, you know, the hard bit can be another one like, oh, yeah, that's hard and I'm not, I'm not going to tackle that today and or uh, that's a hard symptom that I'm feeling and I don't know if I really want to think about it at the moment, so I'm just going to ignore it and hope it goes away. Yes, for sure. And then another really deep question is what is making you feel this way? Mm. And, again, this can be a hard question to ask yourself because, It might conjure up, again, some things that we've probably been pushing aside that we don't want to think about. There might be things in our relationships. There might be things in our job. There might be things um, with our kids that we just don't want to bring to the surface or recognize. But when we can just acknowledge what is it that's triggering this feeling? What is it that's making us feel this way? I think you make a good point too, Nat, because it's really powerful to acknowledge what's been brought up. And it doesn't necessarily, I suppose, mean that you've got to act act on what's come up in that moment because it's it's an element of, okay, I know it's come up. I know I need to act on it, but I need to think about it. I need to just be and ponder on it in relation to the next steps that I take in moving forward with, you know, making the changes, whatever they might be for that particular thing that's come up. And that's totally okay. It's not, we're not talking about having immediate action here. It's around recognising them, correct? It is. Yeah. It's not about 
okay, now I've got to go and do this and do this to rectify this. This is really just bringing information to the forefront so that you can truly acknowledge what it is that you're experiencing and then using that and then deciding, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what I need. And this flows in beautifully to the next question is what needs do I have emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally? What needs Mm -hmm. do I have right now in this moment? Another question might be is, What activities are you drawn to doing today? Yeah, I love all that. And it helps to recognize what you've got at your disposal and what perhaps you might need. Again, not in that moment, but again, just allowing you to see what you can use, what you've got at at hand, what you can use to actually act on that that thought or that need that you need to be addressing Mm, or the symptom that you're feeling. Mm, absolutely. Another great question is who do you want to be around today? Or who do you not want to be around today? So again, you're actively deciding that this is who I need to be in the company of today. Or I'm perhaps not feeling the way I want to be feeling that's going to impact the way I want to show up. It's probably best that I'm not around this person today. I think that's really powerful because we probably always think that we need to surround ourselves with people and sometimes it's just nice to be and just have your own company and that's really powerful in just you know re-energizing your energy um and you know and also really dependent on for those that are still menstruating where they are in their cycle and they can actually actively go no i this is just a me day or um, no, I want to be around people today and I'm, you know, I'm going to take some action to make that happen. And I know we've shared a lot of questions here and particularly if you're new to journaling, it is a great way to just start to think about some of the things that you can connect with and how to actually start a journaling practice. But essentially these questions are just a really great way for you to connect with where you are connect with your energy levels, with what you might be feeling physically, what you might be feeling emotionally. And when you can start to bring that practice into your everyday, you start to recognize the times where perhaps you are feeling low in energy, the times where energy levels are higher, what that actually did for you across your day in terms of your relationships and your work and your productivity. But also most importantly, it just gives you a sense of an opportunity to take the day by the horns essentially or you know um, make that choice or take control around how it is that you want to feel but also recognizing that it is perfectly fine to have your low energy days and it's perfectly fine to have your high energy days as well that whatever you are feeling is neither right nor wrong it is what it is um, in that moment but just taking the opportunity to stop reflect and feel and acknowledge what you're feeling really does go a long way to bringing that information to ahead and seeing okay I might need some additional support here to support my physical, mental, emotional um, symptoms or changes that I'm going through, or I'm actually really comfortable with where I am and I'm really comfortable with just continuing this exploratory information gathering through the journaling. Um, Because again, I think a lot of the time we can get caught up in, I need to change this or I need to think I need to fix this, but actually maybe all it is that you need is to be with where you are right now. And through the practice of journaling or asking yourself these questions, it brings you back to the moment, brings you back to the now, and you get to decide what is my next my, my next step. And it might be doing nothing, might be just simply accepting and being, and that is totally okay. 
And I have nothing more to add because that was just perfect, Matt. I just think if, if someone can listen to that and then embark on their day or their week or their month, having listened to that, I think it'll give them a beautiful guiding light. Thanks, Lise. Always a wonderful pleasure speaking with you. And I uh, hope everyone right. has enjoyed that journaling prompter. Thanks, Nat. See you later. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.